if you have something to say, I'd like to hear it. I want a divorce. Are you asking me for a divorce? Divorce! I will divorce you so fast, it'll make your head spin. I want a divorce. I want a divorce. I want a divorce. I want a divorce. is Dallas Divorce Talk with Don Butner and Carla Calabrese. Don and Carla guide you deep inside the world of divorce through all the ins and outs, ups and downs, and any unexpected turns. Now, your hosts to have and to hear, Don Butner and Carla Calabrese. Welcome to Dallas Divorce Talk. This is Dawn Budner, and I am here with Carla Calabrese on RNCN to talk to you today about a very interesting topic entitled, My Spouse is Having an Affair. And Carla and I decided to talk about this because in the last week, we have had numerous people call and make just that statement. It is not uncommon, unfortunately. And sometimes folks have no idea what to do in the situation. And we want to talk to you about some of the things that that we think you should do and can do. Carla, you're looking very tan after your (laughs) vacation last week. Yes, but I do put 50 sunscreen on. I just want you to know I'm not just a crazy goddess that doesn't realize the sun <laughs> kills your body. But, you know, it's the Italian in me. So, yeah, pretty yes, tan here. I haven't seen the sun in several yes. decades <laughs> as I've had numerous body parts cut off <laughs> as a result of my very tan self in uh, my high school years. But that is another story. Um, so I personally, twice this, this last week, have had calls One from a woman that Carla and I both know very well because uh, she works at the salon where we get our (laughs) hair done. And I haven't had my hair done in quite a while, but she called me anyway. And she was in just this situation. She just was absolutely shocked to have her husband leave with the nanny, essentially. And like many women who come to see us, she had little to no information about the finances of the marriage. Yeah, pretty common, huh? Real common. Way, way, way too common. More, more so than it should be, I think. But so that's what, yeah, she had no information. No. And so, so in talking to her, it just, it just kind of brought to light the fact that there are, you know, a lot of women out there who are in this position and we already knew that part, but what, what really it brought to mind is just the, the crisis around the immediate discovery, right, of, of facts. It might be you see an email, it might be you see a text pop up, or your spouse's clothes, smell of someone else's cologne, uh, you know, a lot of different things. And Carla, what do you think is, is a good first step for someone to take when they get some of this information? Well, I think if you think your spouse is having a relationship outside the marriage and let's say you are the stay-at-home mom, right, and you don't have a lot of knowledge about the finances, then my um, first bit of advice, if she had picked picked up the phone and called me, is I would have said before you confront him, before you, um, you know, go down that road, um, since you're not knowledgeable about your finances, I think it would make sense to see what you can find out about your finances and what, where, you know, where are your, your accounts? Where are you, where, you know, is, do you have a, is there a balance sheet 
uh, financial statement laying around, let's say in his office, something like that, you can put get your hands on. Um, do you have that kind of information that you know you can take to a lawyer so that you can you know you can say, hey, this is this is what we've got. I mean, my, the last three or four women that I have represented, um, you know, affairs or not, had no earthly idea what they were worth, what they had. They had not. They've. They didn't sign tax. People don't even. Women don't even sign tax returns anymore because they're all all electronic, right? So I would say grab tax returns. You know, get educated before you do anything else. And for the viewers, this or listeners, I should say, this is a topic. I think a big part of the motivation for Carla and I wanting to do this show honestly, is how many women come in our office at such a disadvantage. Nobody ever expects that they're going to be in a divorce. You wouldn't get married if you thought you were going to be in a divorce. You know, we're all we're all crazy. We ignore all the statistics, (laughs) you know, just go blind and uh, with hope and optimism. And, you know, that's that's not not a bad thing in general. But what is a bad thing is not having information. And there's just no excuse for a woman in today's world not to have basic information about the family finances where are the accounts what are the account numbers and it doesn't have to be a divorce I mean something you know terrible could happen to your spouse and they could get in an accident or something like that and and I would go one step further Dawn I would say you know information and access because the one thing we also see is when uh, the you know, spouse without the control and information, which usually is the wife, you know, but not always the case. Um, They have no access. So once you get into, I mean, if you're thinking, okay, my my spouse, I think they're having an affair and um, I don't, you know, really know what's going to happen, then, you know, I might even advise you before you go down that road of confronting and whatnot, maybe have those kind of conversations with, your spouse about you know why is it that you don't have the access I mean you you know you should have access to each other's accounts I mean today in this world it's so easy to have online access and you can even have online view only access so you know that's the kind of stuff that I think um, would be would be good for people for for people to know you know who don't have that information but anyway but we're talking about affairs so we are we are but and the truth is what we're talking about here with the finances before you even have any kind of issue in your marriage, you should start out your marriage and just be an equal partner, at least knowledge-wise, right? Right, right. And that will avoid many of the problems that we see. Right. And we will have another show to talk about them because there are very many problems related to to this uh, dynamic here. And so... What what about, like, let's say husband comes in and sees us and... He has all the knowledge and all the information, and he's a very highly successful businessman, and wife is fooling around. We see that, too, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. So how, how would you advise him? I think it depends a lot on the circumstances. I mean, every case depends on the circumstances, but my first question would be, tell me about your marriage. How long have you been married? Where are you in your marriage? Um, you know, are you still intimate in your marriage? Because if you're not, <laughs> someone's probably having an affair. <laughs> right. And to try to get a sense for whether there's hope for the marriage to be saved. I'm not 
in this field because I want to encourage more divorces. Right. I think if there's, especially if there are children involved, we know that, you know, a good percentage of, of marriages survive divorce. Right. 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 So we are. You mean a, survive affair. Ah. Yeah. That would definitely. A marriage that survives divorce. That's a new one. <laughs> be, be a better um <laughs> statement yes yes all right folks we are going to be back in just a moment for our next segment on my spouse is having an affair we now pronounce this dallas divorce talk exclusively on rncn at first i was afraid I was petrified I kept thinking I could never live without you by my side but you're listening to RNCN the number one source for premium talk radio celebrating the sanctity of good radio this is Dallas Divorce Talk on RNCN what you want Welcome back to Dallas Divorce Talk with Dawn Budner and Carla Calabrese on RNCN. We are talking today about what to do when you believe your spouse is having an affair. And one question that comes up often after the fact, and we would like to put this out there so that folks can think about it beforehand, is should I collect evidence? Should I hire a private investigator? Should I throw a recorder in my spouse's purse or car? How about a video camera in the bedroom? What do you think, Carla? Ooh, I don't know, Dawn. Some of those, I think, would be very interesting to do, wouldn't they? Some, especially when you are calling your criminal law attorney to get you out of prison. <laughs> yeah, well... Um, I think the gut reaction for people is to do things like that. We have a case in our office, uh, Don and I, where uh, one of the spouses did that exact thing. That spouse put a camera in the bedroom that he shared uh, with his wife while she was, of course, having this relationship and brought, you know, not so brightly, the um, paramour into their home. And then he had a, a good hour video of the um, situation. Um, this is not the home video you show at the family reunion. No, this is not. No. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not. Um, but what what people don't realize is because they're so emotional and they're so pissed and they just want that evidence, right? Uh, that's the that's the kind of natural in, um, human reaction is that there are tons of laws on the books that talk about intercepting those types of, um, you know, private, so to speak, situations, even in a marriage, even in a marriage. So that, that there's a lot of, there are a lot of laws on that. And I think that is, um, the laws are interesting because you, there, you can, you can do some of that stuff if there is not an expectation of privacy. So if in that situation, um, the wife uh, had an expectation of privacy in her own bedroom, then it may or may not be legal to do. Um, I would say that in your bedroom you share with your spouse, you know, probably well, not so much, right? Yeah, on, right. It depends on, I so think much. it depends on yeah. the couple. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> maybe they're very inviting. Yeah. But I, I agree with with. Carla in in that expectation and the the law seemed to center around 
authorization and consent. So even, I mean, this part really bums me out because Carla and I were talking, one of our good friends has recently discovered that her husband's having an affair and she is, like we were talking about in the prior segment, one of those spouses who is very disadvantaged in terms of knowledge about family finances. And when the husband left with the nanny, he neglected to take his laptop. And I kind of thought, my gosh, it's their stuff. She should be able to get information about their finances off his dadgum laptop when he just (laughs) left with the nanny. But as it turns out, not so simple. Right. Not and so simple. No, there is a federal and a state law on uh, interception of communications, and it applies whether it's your spouse or not, right? Right. And really, the idea is you cannot do that. You can't get into their emails or anything unless they have shared passwords and acted in such a way as to demonstrate that, you know, they are are not expecting that to be kept private. Right. Like I recall a case where I had a situation where the husband was um, suspecting his wife of having a relationship. And the way he knew was because he had access to her email. And when he called me, I at that point remembered about, you know, hey, we've got to be careful here. You know, you're not supposed to be digging around her email if you don't have authority to do that. And he said, well, I set her account up. We share it on our family plan. I gave her the password and the username because I'm the tech savvy guy and she never changed it. So what do you think? I mean, I thought clearly can't have an expectation of privacy if your husband hands you your password and then you don't change it. Right. And and those are pretty good facts. Yeah. In that case, we, you know, he kept following what was going on and I felt fairly comfortable that that was an okay thing. I mean, you have to be careful um, when you, when you're advising, you know, clients. And also if you are our client, you have to be careful. Um, But um, well, these, these laws are, are changing, right? I mean, initially this was just about hard telephone lines when the federal law was first established and they've had to amend to keep up with technology. Right, right. And so there, there isn't a lot of really specific case law on this to guide us. Like we talked about last night, the issue with the iCloud. If you're all on the same family plan right, and right. everything's backed up into the iCloud, is, yeah. could there be an expectation of privacy there? Yeah. I think my husband has a strong expectation of privacy because I don't understand how to work any of that stuff. <laughs> But there may be other women out there who... Much more savvy. Yes, exactly. Um, But definitely something that you need to tread carefully, right? And probably talk to an attorney. And here's another one, too, that I was thinking about. I remember when when, uh, you were were talking about doing this segment. Um, I have a a dear friend who is suspecting her husband of an affair, or who was suspecting her husband of an affair. And she was talking to me about, um, you know, kind of how she found out. She, you know, sat down, had dinner first time. And she said... You know, um, I said, how did you find out? And she said, well, I put a little tracking device on his car. And I, I mean, I, I, I probably talked to her for two hours. Um, she told me that she twice put this tracking device on over a period of like four months. She went on and on and on. Not one time did I remember to say to her, oh, you know what? That's illegal. You were <laughs> high-fiving her, weren't you? I kind of was. <laughs> so, you know, that's, again, I mean, natural. I mean, first thing, she's a lawyer. She's a smart lawyer. And she just didn't think anything of it other than I gotta find this out which is totally understandable it is which which leads us to the comment that sometimes half of people's brains 
falls out their ears in these situations. <laughs> so yeah. it's always good to consult your uh, yeah. friendly family the attorney. The high-functioning person becomes low-functioning during, during a divorce. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's emotions. It's, 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 it's a lot of understandable emotion. So totally get, totally get that. It is. And we also want to talk about, you know, your choices. We're, we're talking about kind of trying to get evidence to find out for sure if your spouse is having an affair and there's always the option of speaking to your spouse about Mm -hmm. it and what do you have to say about that well um it i think you have to think first about do you want to save your marriage do you want to sometimes people will go well thank goodness that happened because i wanted to get get out you know years ago but if you want to save your marriage you might go down a different path um if we're talking about electronics, right? So if you um, just want to get it on the record, so to speak, um, one way that is legal is for you to use um, any kind of recording device to, uh, where you would visit with your spouse where you both are, uh, well, like you have to be on the conversation. Um, you can't intercept it if it's you trying to get um, the paramour and your husband or your wife talking or communicating you can't intercept that but if you're right. on the phone call, Carla's you can. referring to the one party consent rule yeah. in Texas which is that you can record only if one party to the conversation is aware of the recording right so you can record a conversation with your spouse when you're aware and your spouse isn't but right. you can't Inter- throw the secret recording machine in your yeah, spouse's purse or car yeah yeah so we um I think we're going to be heading to our break now so yes and we are going to talk about whether and how you would like to try to save your marriage when your spouse is having an affair in our next segment don't split more of dallas divorce talk coming up next The digital destination for premium talk radio. Celebrating the sanctity of good radio, this is Dallas Divorce Talk on RNCN. Welcome back to our third segment of Dallas Divorce Talk. Help. What do I do? My spouse is having an affair. This is our topic today. Carla Calabrese and Dawn Budner, your hosts. From Calabrese Huff yes, in Dallas. Just finished talking about the pitfalls of technology and interception thereof by one spouse uh, and that you need to educate yourself before you do such things. And what we wanted to go into now is... Okay, what about the affair itself? What do I do? And we think it depends on a few factors. So, Carla, do you want to talk about that? Well, I think, you know, you've been confronted with the fact that you think your spouse is having an affair. And, you know, it depends on if you want to try to save the marriage um, or if you are thinking, you know, you're you're done. Um, I think... One of the things we wanted to talk about today was saving the marriage. You know, we really did want to talk about um, can 
a marriage overcome, you know, a uh, an affair. And I think they definitely can. And we've seen that happen. Um, I um, had a, 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 an interesting thing I wanted to share with with the listeners about a friend of mine who um, seemed like a long time ago now, but I remember she called me her husband, she thought was having an affair with a younger woman. And um, I'll never forget where I was on the phone, uh, driving and I, my dad was in the car with me. And so he got to listen to this whole thing. But, Carla's um, dad has heard a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, but um, so, you know, she's telling me this story about how she thinks he's having this affair. And he went out to California and spent some time with this woman. And, um, and she's like, but I confronted him. And he said he didn't want the, um, you know, to end the marriage necessarily. He wasn't exactly truthful about things. And I said to her, well, you know, if he's not telling you the truth about it, that's maybe a good sign. Maybe he doesn't want to be divorced. And she said, you know, he is definitely saying he never said the word divorce. And so I said to her friend, let me just go on the lowdown with you. I said, you've got to do some things yourself. You've got to look at not that you should blame yourself for your spouse's digressions. That's not the point here. But, you know, affairs are symptoms of things going wrong in a marriage. So get yourself to the gym, first of all, because this is, was a beautiful friend of mine who'd put on a lot of weight over the years please send your emails directly to carla <laughs> at calibreshuff.com um no but um and she and, and she and i also said to her i said you've got three children i said all i've heard you talk about for the last you know 15 years since those kids have been born is those kids you have i never hear about the dates i never hear about you guys doing anything i hear no you don't take trips together she goes well we don't it's all about the kids and i said Huge mistake. I said, that's something you've got to really try to rectify. I, I have no idea why I'm still married because <laughs> I literally did not notice whether my husband was in the house for the first two years after I had children. Yeah, yeah. He didn't so, like that. Yeah. So anyway, so, you know, one thing she said to me five years later was, later was best advice she ever got. And she thanked me profusely because she did. She got herself to the gym, started thinking more about him. And um, so that's just one way. Well, it's and it's it's tough. It's hard to say. I told Carla, do it, Carla. Say it. <laughs> but it's hard to, to say that out loud yeah. because it does offend people. And we right. want to think, you know what? I can tell my spouse anything. And he or she will love me no matter what. I can look any way I want to. Yes. They yeah. love me for who I am, not how I look and all that. And that is true and should be true but on the other hand do you want to sentence your spouse to a life of having sex with only <laughs> one person who does not care about the way they look right i yeah, mean no, it's it doesn't work it now, doesn't um, we have another partner uh, in our office um winnie huff and she always says you know today people live a lot longer than they used to and so that's making marriage even harder right because it's you know back in the olden days people like would knock off at 55 right <laughs> uh, so you know now we're like here you know 40 50 my parents been married 57 years wow. and so um you know it's a it's a it's a long road and and, and marriage is hard so um but anyway if Right. So you talked about your friend having, quote, confronted her husband about right. the affair. But I'm sensing from the conversation she had with you that it wasn't kind of about confronting him like, aha. Yeah. So I think the question of whether or not you confront your spouse really is a complicated question. And one one matter that you need to sort of decide yourself first is, do you want to try to save the marriage? And if you do, then probably pulling out the 
recording device shaped like a pen that Carla told me about that you can throw on the table and have a conversation and you know Those your spouse does nifty things yeah actually. I mean hey and legal and legal <laughs> because you're sitting there don't yeah. go to the bathroom you have to stay there uh, but but you know that's one kind of confrontation and another kind of confrontation is wow you know here's what I found and is something going on and encouraging your spouse to be honest with you right and to say look i i really want you to be honest with me because if something's going on i want to try to figure this out yeah and with that you know hopefully the spouse will share with you maybe they'll share with you that they are in love with another person which is the worst case scenario for sure right but hopefully not hopefully well like in fact the the friend of ours (laughs) that you were talking about earlier i happen to see her uh, recently in the salon and in fact as horrible as that was for her that day when she was sharing with you how upset she was and she'd learn the nanny the whole nine yards um i when she when she confronted him he you know he broke down and was completely um unwilling to end their marriage and now they're in very intense counseling and now you know my advice to her is stick with it stick with it and she's just i can't trust him i can't i said stick with with the counseling okay so you're excuse me sorry for my coughing you are forcing me to bring up an unrelated matter carla (laughs) which is which is really unlike me because i am one of those people that i mean laser focus i do not (laughs) get off topic but i had a client come in this week and this was the craziest situation um his wife wanted to stay married in every aspect except legally because her first husband had passed away and she learned she could get his social security benefits if she isn't married so that in and of itself could be a show yeah that could it could the red flags are waving oh yes (laughs) and they each by the way are on their third marriage but Hmm. yes that of course is a digression uh but the, as I sat there and talked to him, we got into kind of some deep conversations about commitment and marriage and, you know, wh- does the, the paper mean anything? And one thing I noticed is just by raising this issue, she changed the way her husband was thinking. Yeah. He was in defensive mode. Right. He felt less safe. Didn't, tr- no, like, lack of trust. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, she effectively, by raising this issue, I think is going to end up ruining her marriage. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it, it is. But the interesting thing that he said to me was that after being, being married three times and now having grown children, that he looks back and he thinks, I should have tried harder with my first marriage. Wow. That it's not worth it. Yeah to get divorced and you think you're going to go on to greener pastures or get rid of a hard issue and guess what goes with you yeah the hard issues yeah yeah i thought that was pretty fascinating yeah. well we i think we're going to have a whole segment or two or ten on that issue <laughs> i do too yeah. carla yeah. we did not finish talking about this did we about which well you guys y'all have to come back for our next show yeah, now definitely okay well We're going to sign off, but we are hoping to talk to you again very soon on Dallas Divorce Talk. Bye, Dallas. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. For more information on Dallas Divorce Talk, visit us online at calabresehuff.com or check us out on Facebook and Twitter.